In the fall each year we all congregate The mouth all gathered at the church of Hillgate The scriptures reading from the book of Monson Our favorite verse, my God, a freshman Drunk and obnoxious, what Georgia faith Ain't nothing finer in the land Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday and that thing Welcome to the Saturday in Athens podcast. I'm Herschel Gurley, and I'm joined today by former Georgia defensive back Asher Allen. Asher is a graduate of Tucker High, played for the Dogs from 2006 to 2008, and after leaving Georgia was a third-round pick of the Minnesota Vikings in the 2009 NFL Draft. Asher, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Hey, what's going on, my man? Yeah, so happy to be here. Uh, always fun to talk about Georgia, so excited to be able to speak with you. Good. Well, we're happy to have you. Well, hey, let's start off. How about you just give us an update and give Dogs fans an update on what is going on in your life with your family and with your career? Sure, sure, sure. So we are uh, we are st- in the Georgia area. So we lived in Minnesota, but then we, we moved uh, back to Georgia to, to, to come back home. And uh, since then, uh, since the NFL, uh, our, our family's grown. So we have uh, uh, some, we have a one two-year-old and then another on the way. So we're All definitely right. e- excited about that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, since then, so I've always been in the nutrition field. So what I do for a, a living is I uh, support uh, practitioners and there's a specific type of practitioner. They're called uh, functional medicine or integrative uh, uh, practitioners. And so what I do is I help them to come up with protocols for patients that they may find difficult. And our company, we make supplements, tation, uh, that can help as well. So that's what we do. And then uh, also uh, we spend a, a, a nice amount of time uh, helping our neighbors learn more about the good news that they can find in the Bible and how it can uh, benefit their life. So between that, uh, uh, family life, work, uh, we try to keep ourselves busy and, uh, and then also watching our, our bulldogs uh, continue to succeed. So... Oh, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations on the, the pending arrival. That's, that's super exciting. Yeah, thank um, you. You guys will still be in the man-to-man defense, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I told, I told you before we started that my wife and I have four, so we're in, we're in the zone, man. We're completely outnumbered. I, I like that. I'm, I'm going to take that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, so, well, so tell us about your time at Tucker and your career there and then kind of how that led into your recruitment to the University of Georgia? Yeah, man, I, I was uh, definitely really fortunate to be uh, in the Tucker area of Georgia. And the reason why is because it's just, it really has a culture of athletics, uh, a culture of family and a culture of team. And so the feeding program is called Tucker Fitzgerald Park. So that's our Pop Warner Park League. So everyone kind of goes from there, then they funnel to the Tucker High School, and then they funnel to whatever college that they have the opportunity. And so at Tucker High School, I was really fortunate to be around athletes everywhere. And so our practices were just uh, super competitive, and everything that we always did was at a high level. So I was super fortunate to be able to have that exposure and that kind of uh, competition regularly and then uh, yeah at Tucker I had the opportunity to play there my first year I broke my ankle and so uh, that was nice to be able just to look at football at that level and then kind of uh, kind of 
gain that hunger to to want to continue to to play. But uh, yeah, then after that, I had a chance to uh, our coach. His name is Bill Ballard. Um, he did an excellent job of putting us in different camps during the off season so that we were exposed. So we would go to Auburn camps, Georgia Tech camps. Uh, uh, Georgia camps, we would go to Furman camps, and all those camps just exposed us to colleges that uh, allowed us to be able to take our talents to, the, to that next level, and uh, that was something that we definitely were appreciative of. Now, am I remembering right? Weren't you and Thomas Brown high school teammates? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Our, our team was really nice. Yeah, so Thomas Brown, uh, I'm trying to think of any other Georgia, I, I know of other athletes who played D1 or even in the went to the league, but yeah, TB was in, uh, he was two years ahead of us and then we played at Georgia together as well. And he was also, at, he was also at Fitzgerald at the park there. So nice little right. feeder, feeder program. Well, that, that's cool. I mean, that's got to be nice going in as somebody younger than him to have kind of have a resource at the school to say, hey, look, this is what it's really like. Because, you know, recruiting is a sales process, right? Mm -hmm. So to have somebody to kind of tell you like, look, no, this is this is actually a good place to be. And I feel comfortable here. I think you'll feel comfortable here. I feel like that had to have been a, a good resource during that process. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up, you know, the, the two schools, you know, I, I was, it was always, you know, Florida State, Georgia, you know, USC, kind of those schools, because you grew up watching those, those teams and, you know, Miami, Florida State games back in the early 2000s were, I mean, that was classic college football. So you always wanted to play that type of football. But again, during the recruiting, it was nice to have somebody that you knew, you could see him with a bulldog uniform on and just say, hey, I can, I can, I can do that as well. And and then when it came to recruiting, it was just a really nice time. You got a chance to – we had Coach Rick come to the house. And, you know, once, once that happened as a kid who, you know, wanted to play at Georgia, you know, pretty much his whole life. And I think we were, you know, ranked top five. It just made sense just to go up 78 and just be an hour. Yeah, so what was it, what was it like playing for Coach Rick? And, um, you know, obviously you always hear just how good a man he is and how good uh, kind of a – a pillar of his faith and how he lives that and embodies that. What was that experience like? And, and what have you taken from, from your relationship with him and, and from playing for him? Yeah. 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 Coach Rick is a very, very special uh, man. He, what I took away from uh, when I, when he was my head coach was just, he really taught us how to be men and then football and all that stuff came. Cause if you have, if you have high character people who, try their best to do what's right when it's fourth quarter and the call is covered too, his heels are going to be at five. He's going to reroute them inside and he's going to play high to low. That's just what he's going to do as a cornerback. The, the linebacker is going to make sure he's in the right gap. And the reason why he's doing it because he's a high character person. He's, he's not somebody who thinks he's above the team. He's not, he doesn't think his talent is better than any other people. So that was what coach Rick's model was, was to have high character people, and then high character people do what they're supposed to do when it matters. So that, that made it simple for us. And that, and that bled into our family lives, that bled into our school, um, um, everything in our, in our life that really bled into. So I appreciate that from him because he definitely helped me out a, a ton. But, you know, you also, you also have to be an athlete. So he also pushed us to be athletes. You got to win games. So we understood that as well. But uh, he really helped us to be uh, good men um, and, to, and to stand by the things you believe and, and to be high character. So those, those things help you to win in, in any profession. Yeah. I saw, I think on his social media, I guess he's going to be releasing a book like next September 
Oh, and cool. I think I read that it may have a devotional aspect to it, which is cool. Um, yeah. So obviously looking forward to that. So tell me a little bit about enrolling early at Georgia, because you were an early grad and then started as the bowl practice led up. Um, we actually had Chris Durham on the show a few months back. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so he, he had told us that, that y'all had started together. So what was that like getting to see that lead into the Sugar Bowl, and how did that – kind of first spring then prepared you to catapult into your true freshman year. Yeah, that was huge. That was huge because it's like we had a semi-freshman year before our freshman year started. So we were there six months before. I mean, we saw Tim. We, I think the bowl game was like for West Virginia. And so when we saw the practice, we were at – I forgot what dome we were at, but we were at the dome and – uh, so you got a chance to see, I mean, this Georgia Bulldog team practice. And you're just like, okay, this isn't practice. Like I'm on the sideline with a recruiting necklace on. I got right. pads on. Oh, you're going to hit me. Oh, okay, cool. This is a real, <laughs> this is real practice. And so when I, when I, when, I, when we saw that, I was, it, it was, words just can't explain how much we benefited from being there. Because when it became time for spring ball, I mean, when the other freshmen came, uh, uh, it was kind of like, you know, we looked at them like they were a year underneath us because it was like we already had been there. So we've been right. in the weight room. We've been in film room. I, we've seen Tim Jennings and DeMario Mentor and all these guys just practice. And so you're like, okay, that's what that looks like. So it was just the mental reps that we were able to take. And when we got out there to practice, I mean, it was just um, so important. And so I, I definitely would recommend any, anyone who has opportunity uh, work with your uh, school advisor and just say, hey, I want to go to college early. Can I cram my whole year in six months in high school? Put your head down, you know, just put the video game down and just focus on that for six months. Boom. Uh, but yeah, it was it was super beneficial for us. That's fantastic. So you had mentioned Tim Jennings. Uh, who were some of your mentors when you got to UGA that kind of helped set you up for success as you continued down your road? Well, I would say, yeah, well, obviously Coach Martinez was, was beyond uh, a mentor. He was super helpful. He a uh, great coach. And all of his skill and principles that he taught us, I carried that on professionally. Um, but as far as colleagues, you know, the similar age, you know, obviously I would say TB, you know, even if I always looked at him from afar because, again, our familiarity and uh, with him and, you know, I always looked at him as an example. Uh, Tim Jennings, um, you know, he's got some of the best feet, hips, breaking, catching, all that stuff. And, you know, and he was a little guy. So I, I compared to that. So I was saying, okay, if he can, if he can make it out here, let me see what he's doing. And so, um, and then Paul Oliver, he was amazing. He, he kind of taught me how to use my press technique and hammer techniques and all these different things that we, that we used out there. Um, and, I, and I'm trying to think, uh, I, I would, those people are coming to mind when I, when I think about it. And there's some people outside of the Georgia organization that, uh, were super helpful as well, but those those individuals I definitely looked at and, and try to emulate. So you have your true freshman year in 2006, and it's kind of a transitional year for the program, and y'all are kind of building young team. Mm. Uh, Matt Stafford's playing quarterback. You guys are young on defense. And then you kind of lead into the 2007 season, which obviously became a very special team. Uh, what are some of your favorite memories from that year, and what do you take away from that experience? 
Yeah, that's, that was probably, you know, that in my rookie year in the NFL, those two years were probably my favorite times I can remember playing football. Um, that, that was a national championship team. If we yeah. had playoffs, that was, that was it. That was the national championship team would have beat any team that year. That, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, we had computers in some Siberian iceberg somewhere <laughs> that, 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 that determines who plays. Uh, that, that just, I just, uh, I hate that. But, um, yeah, that, that, was, that was the, you know, we obviously had 1980. Um, and then the 2007 Sugar Bowl, we finished number one. That, that should have been a national championship. So that's something that, you know, I just, uh, I despise computers. I'm joking. Uh, yeah, well, so it's interesting <laughs> you bring that up because I, I remember specifically watching that kind of gap week game where it's the, you know, the backyard brawl where West Virginia is playing Pittsburgh and nobody thought Pittsburgh was going to beat West Virginia. It was kind of locked in that they were going to roll and go. So Pittsburgh upsets them and it kind of just seemed like, well, Georgia has been winning, been the hottest team in the country. They should slide into that second slot. And to your point, if it had been the CFP system and they're picking best four teams, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a no-doubter, right? I mean, yeah, um, yeah so <laughs> it's just a shame. I feel like that team was so hot and y'all had gelled and played so well together. And I think the seminal moment in that has to be uh, that Auburn game, right? Like, what a celebration that was. Mm-hmm. Um, with the black jerseys and playing at night and oh, man. soldier boy on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can, can you just kind of speak on your, your favorite moments from that night and the electricity that was insane for that evening? Man. Yeah. The game started off with a, with a bang. I remember in the short side, we were playing like a quarter, quarter half. And so in the short side, you know, I had rerouted the guy and then Keelan came over top and he had got a pick and then we cleaned him up. And when that started that way, it was just like, you know, it, it was, you know, like, I don't know how to compare it. It's like you're in the Matrix or something. Every, every, and I guess like, you know, for, uh, I guess when basketball players, they say like the rim looks like it's the size of an ocean. They just right. can't miss. Or for a golfer, the the ball looks like a beach ball. For us, it just looked like, it was like, you saw everything like 10 seconds ahead. And it was like, we are all just moving so fast, so prepared. And the reason why is because we, we were just such a nice team uh, that day. So, but yeah, I just, I remember I was, I think I was a captain that game and uh, we came out with red jerseys um, during the coin toss, but in the back of our mind, we knew we had black jerseys underneath it. So, you know, you're just a little 19, 20 year old. So you all gittery inside. You're just thinking, oh, they don't know. This is before, you know, social media and stuff. I'm sure somebody would have posted this early, but you know, we, we kind of got there, and then once the team came out, and then everybody took their jerseys off, and then the crowd went wild. It was a night game, and I think uh, Rennie Curran just had a game that was just amazing. And we just and just being in black jerseys. Now, when you see Georgia Bulldogs, I mean, they got red pants. I'm just like, what, what is? I'm like, what's? <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm like, what? What is all this stuff going on? But I mean, a, a, a black jersey was just like. Oh my! We, we we went from something other than red, white, or gray. It was like, wow, this is that was a big deal. But that whole day, the crowd, um, the the way the team was, and like you said, you know, everybody's doing the Soldier Boy on the sideline. It was just loose, and it was just um, 
like I said, I mean, it was, it was just like the rim was the size of the ocean. It was just like everything we did worked. Um, everybody felt so – everybody felt like their – you know, the teammates had their back. It was just uh, – that, that whole year, leading even up to the Sugar Bowl and beating Florida, just everything, the whole year was like that. And so – but when you look at that team, I mean, I, I know somebody else can do it, but, I mean, it was so many players who from that team went to the NFL – whether they spent a year, a camp, three years, eight years, ten years, or still playing, everybody—I mean, a lot of people on that starting team—went um, to the next level and had experience. So it was just a special team that we had that year. I want to ask you about another game that year because uh, it's not often we get somebody that's on the 2017, and we we failed to ask Chris when we had him on the show. But talk to me about the Florida game that year because that was obviously a massive win and kind of, a, I think, a big Turner corner for, for the program. And uh, I specifically want to know, like, what the lead-up was to the celebration after the first touchdown. Uh, yeah, so, about so, something. Sorry. So we, we forgot to talk with Chris about the Florida game, so I wanted to know kind of what the lead-up was to that game and, uh, you know, take us through the, the celebration in the end zone after the first touchdown. Yeah, well, the lead-up, you know, was uh... – we were just focused that whole year, man. And every year we were focused, but again, that year was special. Um, you know, leading up to it, um, yeah, I just think, I think we just really would, was, we, we dug into film. We felt like we knew what was going to happen. Uh, when you got Percy and Timo and, and all those, those weapons, you know they're going to get theirs. But, you know, we just have to be us and I think with no Sean running the ball like he did and you got AJ and you got you know uh Muhammad on the outside and staff who could throw it anywhere it was just like yeah we, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be losing and so going up to that game um yeah yeah there was some you know some stuff in the locker room I'll, I'll keep that there but anyway we when they, when they when they did the touchdown and when everyone ran out there it was like all right we're all in <laughs> yeah, you, you you can't do that and lose. You you're all yeah. in. So we're diving for every pass. We're gonna make every tackle. You don't want to be that team that celebrated and lost. I mean, that would have been that would have been on Comedy Central or that would have been on ESPN <laughs> as the ultimate uh, do not do play for, of of ever. So uh, we just yeah, it, it was just like that Auburn game. We knew we were gonna win. We knew we were gonna come in there and and really perform. And so. Uh, when that when that happened, uh, that was amazing. But uh, fun fact, one of the things that I do regret, I, I did not go out there and dance. This is a fun fact for people who have nothing to do and want to know about <laughs> these fun facts because it really means nothing in the grand scheme of life. But so like two plays before then, uh, I had picked up a fumble recovery and I had ran and I probably ran out my shoes. Right. And I was so tired that I went on the sideline and I'm just like, we don't have no oxygen. And I'm just like, Ooh, and I'm just like, man. And then like, like no Sean scored like two plays later. And then I see everybody running on the field and I'm just like, I'll just let them go. So <laughs> I don't know if there's any camera angles that can, that have the uh, sideline, but I was like stretched out on the, on the um, sideline, just trying to get my air still when everybody was celebrating. That's, that's a regret that I had to live with. I, I would have loved to, been out there dance with everybody but uh, but yeah well, you, had already, you, had, you had already done your work you had already done your work to get all I was I was hurting I was on the sideline about to die 
<laughs> well, so obviously 2007 is a magical year and then a lot of expectation coming into 2008. And, you know, uh, in, it's not like y'all had a bad year in 2008. Mm -mm. It's just didn't win the national title, which I think after 07, so many people had these jacked up expectations. Just take us through a little bit about what that year was like and then what the lead in was to your ultimate decision to declare for the draft. Yeah, it was an amazing year. Like you said, amazing year. Um, you know, at it, it, that time, Florida was our uh, just Goliath, right? We, you just – and SEC is that, you know, it's not like other conferences. You know, you, you lose one or two games. You're, and, again, during the computer era, right, so not this playoff era, you know, um, but during the computer era, if you just – if you lost one game, that was it. It was like, bam, all right. Now you're going to be playing in some other bowls. So that year we fell into that. So, you know, we, we lost. And I'm going to say this. Look at the Florida film, okay? I had a broke hand, and it's a touchdown. I forgot his name, Lewis. He was a wide receiver, all right? Let's start a group and let's campaign out on the streets. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm playing a bail technique, and I am playing third. This dude grabs my jersey, literally does a lap pull, pulls me all the way back, propels himself. And it wasn't even slick. It wasn't even like a quick move. And it's like, man, that's just – he literally grabs my jersey, pulls me all the way back, and then catches a touchdown. And I'm looking around like, please tell me a review is going to happen. Nothing happened on that play. And I, and I don't like that because uh, – <laughs> that kind of that started a little momentum for that Florida game. I didn't, I yeah. didn't like that. So somebody find that, find that film. We're in red jerseys, 2008. I'm on the uh, right side. I'm playing a veil technique. And uh, Lewis Murphy, I don't know if that was the name or something. He yeah, just that pulled. sounds right. He, just, he, right. Just, he, he, he literally, I'm like five yards in front of him, and then I end up 15 yards behind him. And it's like, are we all going to just look like nothing happened? Anyway, um, yeah, but that, that, was a just, that was just an awesome year. We ended it with uh, Michigan State and, uh, uh, you know, took care of them. And then, you know, to be honest with you, um, sometimes when I think about it, man, it's like, oh, I could have did either one. Whether I stayed another year, it would have been amazing uh, being at Georgia. But it was definitely one of the most difficult decisions. I had to look at Coach Martinez, Coach Rick, and let them know. But um, just after meditating on it, thinking about it, um, I just, I just felt, and I think that year I had heard some things that said, Hey, if you really show off, if you really do your thing, uh, you know, second round, late first, uh, late second. So that was my goal. Obviously I went the third round, but that is the, that was what I heard. And so then I thought, you know, wow, that that's pretty amazing. And I felt that I could, you know, do good enough in, um, combines and pro day that you know I, I can kind of solidify that so that was kind of behind that and said you know what it's it's time to go to the next level and uh continue to support georgia just from another angle what's what's that moment like when you've been dreaming about something and working for something your whole life and and you get the phone call from the vikings saying hey we, we're gonna take you in the third round and you're you're gonna play in the nfl what's what's that like oh man it's, it's amazing it's awesome uh you're super thankful um, yeah, it was awesome. So coach Childress gave us a, gave me a call and, um, get a chance to 
uh, hear him say that hey, you want you want to be a Minnesota Viking. I said you you better believe it. So then we 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 get off and we go up to to Minnesota and we have a, a an amazing time there. So yeah, it, it was amazing. It's kind of all the things you work hard for uh, physically, and then you just kind of see it uh, come to fruition and just kind of be able to uh, actually touch it and see it and feel it. And uh, putting on that helmet for the first time, all of those things. And then again, being in a locker room now with Brett Favre, and, you know, Randy Moss and uh, Adrian Peterson. And you're just like, I play, I just got done playing Madden with these people. Like, this is, <laughs> you know, like th these are actual people that are on Madden. And now we are, you know, in the sauna room. It's like, this is, it's like, Asher, keep it together. Don't, <laughs> don't act like a fan. Keep it together. They won't talk to you. <laughs> so yeah, we just um, yeah, we just that that was that was amazing. That was, it was it was a lot of fun uh, and, and a great time. What are some of your favorite memories? Kind of the things you hold on to from your time in the NFL with the Vikings. Excellent people. Minnesota is an excellent state. Um, uh, great people. Um, and then again, that first year, you know, we went. We were a game before the Super Bowl. And uh, wow, you know, that was an amazing year. So that year was kind of like a 2007 Georgia year. I mean, we are, I mean, we're beating people at the last minute. We're coming back to win the game, games that we shouldn't have won, we're winning. And it's just like, wow. So we had Sidney Rice, Percy Harvin, uh, Vasante Shanko. We had Brett Favre, uh, uh, Chester Taylor, Adrian Peterson. Then on defense, we had the Williams. I mean, it was just stacked. Antoine Winfield, all these guys that you're playing with. And it was just a special team. Uh, and again, you're, you know, you're kind of away from home. And so you're kind of, that becomes your family because you're away from your Georgia family. And uh, excellent organization, great people. The Wolf family, uh, Coach Childress, and then Coach Frazier, who took just excellent people, excellent organization, the training staff, all of the guys there. It was just a, it was a nice organization to go to. And I was thankful for that. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, hey, we want to close with you how we close all of our interviews. We do something called the Smart 16, which is kind of our tribute to Coach Smart. So we do kind oh, of nice. six, 16 quick questions, um, and we just roll through them. Does that sound good? Like, uh, is this like Family Feud? Like at the yeah, end well, of... Oh, well, oh, no, no. Family Feud because there's no wrong answer. So Okay, here we you're, go. You're, you're going to get on the board regardless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, so first question, what's your middle name? Stefan. All right. Who is your favorite teammate when you were at Georgia? Oh, man. I will go with uh, – I got to go with the day one, Ricardo Crawford. So, he was uh, my first roommate. So, we'll go there. All right. What's your favorite game that you ever played in as a dog? Uh, I would say the Sugar Bowl um, 2008 against Hawaii. We got a bunch of pineapples from that. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, what's uh what was your favorite rivalry when you were a player at Georgia? Um, let me see. Favorite rivalry. I would say, you know what, uh, I'm trying to answer this quick. I would say Auburn, because I never lost to them. Let's go there. You know, it's it's funny that you say that. We I've said this before, but we, we took kind of a straw poll amongst ourselves saying, okay, what's going to be the answer? And we just figured it'd be Florida, right? And the overwhelming answer has been Auburn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just say that because uh, we actually, I think we lost to Georgia Tech once, which was horrendous. But um, but a real Georgia person, that's how you know. If you go to 
any country and you say, what's Georgia's number one rival? It has to say Georgia Tech. That's just a law. Yeah. But, but, you know, when we're just talking, we can say whatever. All right. What was your favorite away stadium in the Southeastern Conference? Tennessee. That was pretty cool. Tennessee is pretty, uh, pretty massive. All right. I, I think I know the answer to this because of when you played, but what is the loudest home game you ever played in? I would say the uh, Auburn, that, that Auburn night game. That was, that was loud. That was yeah, loud. That, that's tough to beat. All right, you get to choose the headlining act at the Georgia Theater. Who do you choose? Gary Clark Jr. All right, what is the drink that you're having when you're watching the world's largest outdoor cocktail party against Florida? I'm having an old-fashioned with maple syrup. I like that. I like that's, that. That's my, that's my secret. All right, you're back in Athens for one meal. What's your favorite place to eat in Athens? These, these have this place called Choo Choo's or uh, Rusan's. And we used to get like, uh, uh, like Asian food. Um, but that was back in the day. Um, it was called Choo Choo's. So I guess people who went during that time, they know what I'm talking about. All right. Did you have any game day superstitions? Nope. Uh, nah. Nah. I just, no, 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 no. But I did have things. Just tried to be calm before the game. So, yeah, no superstitions, though. No, no, no. Just lace it up and roll. Let's go. Yeah, I don't have time for that. I like that. <laughs> All right. What was, uh, what's your favorite Sanford Stadium pregame tradition, whether it's a lone trumpet, dog walk, uh, marching band coming out and spelling Georgia? What's your favorite? I can feel it coming in the air. And then at, before every – and then with the drum fill, the doo -doo -doo -doo, boom, 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 boom. That's when I kind of was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Because, you know, everybody would do that. And I remember Brian Evans, he was a corner. I mean, he would, he would do that, like, religiously. He would always do that drum fill on his uh, thigh pads. So that was, that was uh, just a little quirky thing. But, yeah, that, that drum fill and that Phil Collins song, that was probably my All right, I think I know the answer to this one, too, but black jerseys, yes or no? Uh, at times. At times. It's like, you know, at times, right? Red, <laughs> white, silver, and then you got to do it at times. It's got to be special. So at times. I like times. that. I like that. All right, what is the loss you're still not over? Uh, just, I guess – Still not over, not playing in the national championship game, 2007. That's number one. And then loss, still not over. And I, when I think about it, I say, yeah, still not over. You know what? I, I just, I, I, my, my biggest thing is that we didn't play in the national championship, 2007. That, that's what I'm not over. No, there's no, there's no loss. I can't, I can't think of one right now but just not playing in a national championship game that that still kind of gets under my skin i think that's a good one i think everybody who followed that 07 team feels the same way none of us are over that yet. yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right what's your order at the varsity uh hot dog um if i if i'm not uh, uh overwhelmed by them screaming at me uh i'm gonna go with a, i'm gonna go with a hot dog and uh, I'm going to get me a uh, slushy. Oh, yeah. I got to have me a frosted orange. That's a no doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go with that. But only on, only on the weekends. I'll do that on the weekends. 
All right. There ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing noon kickoffs. Yes or no? Oh, noon. Yeah. What's the, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of neutral on that. Because <laughs> it's fun as a player because you get a chance to get it over with. And then it's like four o'clock and now you have your day. Right. So right. You spend time with family. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, I, I don't, I guess I don't have an opinion on that one. Yeah, the former players have been spit, split. Either they loved it because they got to kind of have a day on Saturday. Exactly. Or they hated it depending on the generation of player because, like, the guys we talked to that, like, play with your teams, didn't y'all used to stay, like, out at, like, Lake Lanier or something before the games? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so they're like, you had to get up so early for a noon kick. <laughs> got you. You know what? I do remember that. But I, but I think just being done at four – you're done. So now right. I got Saturday and Sunday rather than that whole day we spent at Lake Lanier. We pulled in in Athens at 6 o'clock, kicked off at 7.30, and then you just – that whole day was taken. So uh, Right. E- either or, though. Either or. All right, last question. College football playoff, expand to eight teams or find how it is? Hmm. This is what I say. I say everybody who wins their conference – should go into a playoff system and then let them play. I mean, that's how – I mean, if you're the best of your conference, you should play with the big boys. And then the big boys fight it out, whoever is the best, to see who's the best conference and the best winner. Um, that would not be good for SEC because we could go to any conference and be number one. Every school could do that. But um, to answer your question, I would I – like, I like expanding it because, you know, give, even if they've had weak seasons and their seasons they could rest all season because they're playing, you know, Mississippi State University, Western Conference, you know, whatever. You know, they could be playing super small teams all year. I, I, just, I just appreciate, like, with March Madness, small teams playing bigger teams and them having a chance to show themselves and uh, – that way we can never guess, you know, if that team would have been good or not if they played against the big boys. So, I, yeah, I, I like expanding it, give more people a chance to show themselves on the big stage. Yeah, I agree. I, I, like, I like the fact having some, like, non-Power Fives come in and see if they can't upset the apple cart a little bit. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, all right Ash, well, that's, that's the smart 16. You're successfully off the hot seat on that. So. All right, um, well, hey, man, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for sharing your story with us, and go dogs. Go dogs. Okay, All right, take, all right take care. Hey, George is better now.